Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Chagiga Yud Beis, Chagiga 12a, pagination is 23. Our Mishnah on the facing page told us that Maise Bereshis, if you teach aspects of creation, you have to be careful not to teach it in large groups because it's given to misunderstanding. You have to be very careful in the way you teach aspects about creation. And therefore the Gemara launches into a lot of discussion of different psukim and different insights regarding creation, apparently information that's allowed to be shared. For example, counting up from the bottom wide lines, about five lines, second word on the line, or, we're told about the light, Shebarah HaKadosh Baruch Rishon, the light that Hashem created originally in creation before He mitigated its pristine nature, but the original light, Adam Tsofa Umabit Bob Misofa Olam Vead Sofo. A person, first man, was able to see from one end of the world until the other end of the world. Apparently, normally, sight is impaired because of the atmosphere. But the light, which was the original light, either physically or because of a spiritual nature, perception, but the person was able to perceive things, see things from one end of the world until the other, and that light was hidden, was taken away. That's not the light that we have today. Another Gemara about creation. Three lines into the widest lines at the end of the line. Amar of Yehuda Amarav. At the time that Hashem created the world, the world continued to develop like the two balls of thread of the warp when a person weaves a garment. So you've got a ball of yarn and it just keeps unraveling. It just keeps going. Until Hashem screamed at it, so to speak, and stopped it. And a Pasuk is cited. On the next line, and this is what Rish Lakish taught, my what does it mean when Hashem talks to Yaakov and says, Anikel Shakai, I am the God Shakai, Shin, then Dalid, then Yud. What is that name referring to Hashem? What quality is being expressed? Anihu Shamarti Laolam Dai. I'm the one who told the world enough. Stop. So we need to understand what was it that was developing. So one approach is physically it was developing. It was getting wider, bigger. And there is some scientific understanding of this concept of continuously getting bigger. Until Hashem said, enough, don't get bigger or don't get bigger at the rate you were getting bigger or however we understand this. It's still going to remain, to a certain extent, an enigmatic Gemara. The Or Gedal Yo, Rav Gedal Yashur, 
shares a phenomenal insight that is uh, far more, I guess it's a funny word, plausible within the range of how we understand such Gemaras. He says, the world developing is a conceptual concept that's being described in a physical way that the yarn is unraveling, but it's a concept. The world was becoming more and more physical to the point that Hashem realized that if it becomes any more physical, the human being would have trouble discovering Hashem. And therefore, Hashem screamed at it and stopped it from continuously developing because the more natural the world works, the greater the creation is, but the harder it is to discover the Creator. And Hashem said, don't become more physical. This ga'ara, this scream, is similar to a little mushal we can give. Parents decide that as the children are getting older, it's appropriate when they go on vacation, they should give the children a little bit of a say into how the vacation is going to play out and where they should go. So you could picture everybody gathered around the dining room table and everybody is giving their opinion and it starts getting vocal and excited and this one is dreaming of how they should do the vacation like this and like that and they should fly and they should cruise and they should spend money. They should do all the different great ideas. And the parents are remaining silent and giving the children a chance to develop and letting it flow. Achegoar, until the father stamps his foot, so to speak, and says, you know, I also have a say in the matter here. And we're doing this on a budget and we're doing it on a time constraint. And no, we're not going cross-country for six months vacation there's limitations. I'm the boss here. This is my money you're spending. This is my house. And Hashem Kaviyachal put his foot down as much as he said, become physical and let it develop. And he was allowing it to develop or guiding it to develop until Kaviyachal, he had, so to speak, a second thought and said, if this keeps going, the way the Argadalyo is learning, humanity will not be able to discover me easily and therefore he didn't want it to become more physical. Counting up from the bottom five lines up, we have another Gemara, Mai Shamayim. What does the word Shamayim, heavens, mean? And in the middle of the next line, Eish Umayim, fire and water. Malameh, it teaches us, Shehavina Kadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem brought fire and water together, V'torfan Zebazah, He mixed them together, He wove them together, V'asem Ehem and He made the heavens out of that. And that's what we refer to when we describe the Pasuk, Osa Shalom Bim Hashem, who makes peace in the heavens, fire and water, normally they don't cooperate, but Hashem made peace between them. Hu Yasa Shalom Aleinu, he should make peace among us as well. The idea is that even two qualities that are so opposed to each other 
if they join for a united goal, for a purpose, then they can each bring their energy to the table, so to speak, and are able to contribute what they need to contribute to create whatever the goal is, in this case, Shamayim, in other cases, whatever it is, L'Shem Shamayim, for the sake of heaven. One final piece on Amud Beis. On Amud Beis, counting up from the bottom six lines. So we have a long description on this page about the Rakia, the heavens, and the different aspects of the heavens, and the different things that are stored there. One of the items, very important, is Tal Sha'osid HaKadosh Baruch Hu the dew which Hashem will ultimately use to bring the dead back to life. When we do a burial, we view it that we're planting a seed in the ground, and at some point Hashem, using the right hydration, the right dew, is going to bring the dead person to life, will sprout forth again. Rashi tells us that this is the tal that was used at the time of Matan Torah, when the Torah was given, when they heard Hashem's voice, Yatsitzad Nishmason, they expired on some level. They had to be brought back to life. tal And Hashem used this tal, this dew, to bring them back to life. And that is the dew stored somewhere in heaven, which will be used as well to bring the dead to life after the times of Mashiach. Yeshe thank you for joining.